0: let's go ahead and get it started welcome back to lane violation episode 3 where we're here to talk basketball everything basketball fair, foul in between in between, you know draws, draws you know, we got a good show ready for y'all today man Um, we're talking about a lot of stuff, big headlines how week one and a half went since we're doing it, like, kind of in the middle Yeah, of, like, yeah. It's between sort of week we two into. now, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, it's a lot of, lot of good things to uh, get to. So, we're going to let Greg start us off with, with the headlines off for the day, and how we rolling. Oh, I am starting off. All oh, right. Yeah. Well,
1: big news. Star moves is what we track on this show, and we've got some Jimmy Butler talk coming in this week. Oh,
0: hold up, bro. We forgot to tell him we brought Louie back again. Oh. And he's permanent now. That's oh, right.
1: Hi. Louis Louie is back by popular demand. of uh, two. Uh, <laughs> so, Thanks, Mom. so he will he will be in here uh, with us uh, for the majority of the way, I believe, and we'll we'll be rotating the uh, fourth guest from now on. Uh, I think that's
2: that's about it. So I just want to make sure you guys know though, I got my pump in this morning. So like that we didn't have to deal with it. Later tonight. I'm not missing anything. I don't know if Drake... Did did you get a pump in? I didn't get a
0: pump in it. I was playing Red Dead Redemption 2. That's a Red Dead pump. Greatest guy I've played in my life. It's okay. It's okay.
1: All right, Jimmy Buckets. Yeah, we got to talk about Jimmy Butler. Houston Rockets dropping in. They're ready to strike a deal. And they're offering four first-round picks to the Timberwolves. uh, In addition to uh, probably Brandon Knight and
0: Marquise Chris. Yeah, they're waiting for that. They're waiting the for October that. October 31st date. Yeah. Where they're, where they're um, like, the recently trade. Right. So thing, they'll, yeah. be,
1: they'll be able to trade them again. Uh, so the package is probably going to look something like a uh, first rounder uh, this year, 2021, 2023, and 2025, because they do not own any other team's picks. And because of the stipend rule, you cannot trade picks in back-to-back years. Um, But, yes, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be really interesting I don't think Minnesota with Tim uh, Tom Thibodeau uh, being the GM and coach is going to be as interested in it. Uh, but it will be really interesting if, if the details leak out about the pick protections for that. But What are, you guys, what are your thoughts on that?
0: It changes the West. Um, not drastically, but I guess my prediction is of Houston falling out. The top three will go out the window, and my prediction that Jimmy Butler is going to be <laughs> Minnesota the whole year. My, our bold prediction is that that would just fall through. Um, but it, it helps the team out defensively, uh, which they were struggling with early on, which we were talking about earlier. Um, gives them a hu- huge amount of wing depth now. I, I would think just because it's another body, he would probably he would be playing a three. But I mean, for 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 a one year rodeo to see if you can get it, I think I think it's a decent move. And the Rockets aren't going aren't going to lose out huge, and let's say somehow just become terrible within the next couple years so which i I don't necessarily see that that had occurring so here's where i have the issue though is that the wolves are
2: i don't know disintegrating themselves it's it's like okay we had this team a year ago that everyone was talking about as the new up and coming and you know like probably top four or five teams in the west you know at the end of the season and one off season later and they're just gone there's no chemistry Andrew Wiggins and Jimmy Butler are like butting heads and Jimmy Butler is taking taking it after the Andrew Wiggins brother um Anthony Towns is um averaging less points than JaVale McGee <laughs> and, and and Thibodeau is just chilling and trying to make the
0: balls again exactly
2: and it's like dude it didn't work the first time which happened because of bad luck and now you're trying to recreate something that's not there. And he's president of the basketball operations. It's killing the franchise by itself. So I don't really feel it because he's so stubborn. And that's why I'm so you know intrigued about what's going to happen if Jimmy Butler is actually going to be able to be traded because Tibbs is just that stubborn sometimes that it may not happen. But if he does get traded, Jimmy Butler adds an incredible defensive mentality to the Houston Rockets, which is their missing piece. And I think that although Houston's move reeks of desperation, if they get it done, they're gonna be, yeah, top two in the West and really close to the Warriors now. So I don't know. I'm really curious to see if they're gonna they're gonna bite.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I think that it's something that if, if the picks turn out to be, you know, unprotected entirely this year and unprotected in twenty twenty one and then, you know, if if it's the Rockets you wanna make sure there's a lottery protection by 23 and 25, because this team, if they get Butler, the window is two seasons probably, two, three seasons. I mean, now, you, you, because you, got, you don't spend... Yeah, yeah, day, starting right? you know starting I mean. this year, and then two, three seasons, because Chris Paul's aging, I don't Butler think I you have a ton it. of minutes on, Carmelo Anthony's not the same player that he once was, obviously. James Harden, you're still going to get James Harden out, of, but, you know, there's, again, adding another primary ball handler in Jimmy Butler... Um, that's four kind of, kind of butts a little bit, I think. Uh, and, and, the Rockets, if you watch their games, they're, they're so, you know, there's just sometimes possessions where they dribble the air out of the ball anyway. Um, I, I mean, I, I, if, if I'm the Rockets, this makes sense to get this, you, you want to go all in, you want to take out the Warriors, um, as soon as possible. Don't waste the year, but I just don't see the chips falling the way they need to. And I think what's going to end up happening, honestly, is that Miami is going to re-engage with, with Minnesota, um, I, I think that, you know, Thibodeau at some point is either going to need to calm down with what he's asking for, or the owner is going to have to just step in and fire him, and and, and put in an interim because, uh, th- this just can't go on the entire season in my opinion. Your your team no. is your team is just not going to, you know, stand behind a a coach that's pretty much keeping the team. In ball and chain, and, and the chemistry is where it is.
2: Here's a question though: Where does the wolves? Where do the wolves end up if Jimmy Ballard does get traded? Like, do they fall back to the wolves that we've known for the past five, six,
0: seven years now, and in a constant phase of rebuilding? Well, it just depends. To me, it just it depends on what Anthony Towns, what Cat and uh, Wiggins are do. Like me, I know me and Greg were talking earlier about how oh. <laughs> how Jimmy okay. is. Making towns just play like a complete sissy, and like, and hopefully when when Jimmy leaves, towns will go back to, to who he was. But like Greg said, that shouldn't impact how you play on the floor yeah, because somebody, like that's just unacceptable. Um, because he's he's a guy that has a per, a perennial All Star cap to him, and it's showing you that that he can play at a high level at, at that five position and, and and be a danger night in and night out. Um, and especially a double double threat that's not even a question but um Wiggins I have no faith in and I mean um Andrew Wiggins I don't know I don't know what he's doing out there and <laughs> like he should be so much better than what he is so I, I don't I don't think they're like they become like a bottom dweller but they won't make the playoffs no yeah.
2: yeah I mean it's it should be interesting to to see how they do especially defensively now and I mean what scares me is that if Jimmy bucket's got together with the three with the third string players and and killed them and in killed practice some and he string. leaves mm-hmm. they're I mean, I don't know. They're they're close to nothing. I mean they they don't have you know, I mean they have Tash Gibson and, and Derek Rose that brings that, you know, that kind of mentorship I guess. But still like these two players, although they were you know, they're pretty solid, they're not, you know, like star veterans that you can look up to at all times. And I don't, I don't know if they have any team identity. I think that's their main issue. I don't think they have an identity. You know, the Dubs, you know, they're known. Like, they have a known identity. They're fun. They have a fun culture. They're all about it. And the Wolves, I don't think they have any identity. They don't have... They're not that defensive, grinding team like the Grizzlies are. They're not that fun, basketball-loving Golden State Warriors. They're not, like, you know, those ball-handling, incredibly skilled Rockets. It's just kind of a... It's kind of a toss-up of who they are. And if they don't figure it out quickly they might go back down in the you know in the in the depth of the of the west but we'll see what happens
1: yeah all right so let's let's move along to our next topic here uh, and, and again it's a weird spot because we're we're in like a week and a half two we- we're in a weird in between what a week uh but we we've got to talk about the offense just going around in the league and i i had this tweet i i favorited the other day um just talking about the stats uh, of, of this, like, offensive explosion we're, we're going through. So, the the league right now has the best ever offensive rating it's ever had. 110.5. <laughs> you know, the pace has been the 101.8. Lowest turnover percentage ever at 12.1. Best ever three-point attempts per game at 31.7. Combined, just and an, an effective field goal percentage across the league is the second best it's ever been at 51.8. So... You know, normally in the NBA, uh, teams are taking the time, you know, after they get their free agents, to get their draft picks. They need to gel. Coaches need to bring in their their new schemes and strategies, adjustments. And defenses are usually king the first couple of weeks of the season. But this is unprecedented, clearly, (laughs) by the numbers that I I just read for you guys. People
0: are giving people buckets. Like, (laughs) I just, uh, like, draws, 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 just like, all day, and it's and it's and it's that it's at an efficient clip. It's not like much just just shooting to shoot. I mean, it's, it's efficient scoring. You look at it. I'm looking here at, at the at the top, the top ten scoring teams. There's no one scoring a, a less less than 115 a, a night in the top ten of scoring, and it, it's, <laughs> and if you look at la- last year's league average for like teams scoring was 106. And Golden State led the league at one about basically about 113 a game. Teams are average the Pelicans are averaging 128 points a night, bro. Back in the day that used to be overtime numbers. Maybe.
2: Maybe. If Maybe. You were, if, you were, if you were lucky, yeah. you're feeling it. There is only one team that has less than a hundred points per game. <laughs> and Memphis, I'm sorry to tell you, you've been chosen. <laughs> uh you're not you're not far. Ninety nine point five.
0: I think uh, I think I think last time I checked, and I was listening to, a, I was I heard it somewhere. I got I just I will have to double check, but I think there's only two teams in the league right now defensively that are holding people below 100 points. Yeah, um, and I think it's I think it is Boston. next someone else. I gotta I gotta I gotta double check. I'll check that and back to you on that. Um, but when we get that, we'll we'll let you know for sure. But it, it's 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 ridiculous. Um, But I think it just speaks to how the game is played these days. Oh, yeah. High-volume shots.
1: Absolutely. I mean, uh, clearly this pace is, is unsustainable. Teams are going to lock it in soon on, oh, so on the defensive, defensive end. Yeah. Um, but, you know, coming out of the gate like that, and some of these teams sort of, you know, we we brought up the Pelicans, I mean... They they're not out of nowhere. When you have Anthony Davis, it's not like you're under the radar, but the fact that they put up almost 150 points on the Sacramento Kings who I know the Kings are the Kings in doing better. But in regulation 149
2: points. That used to be an all-star game uh like final score like 3 years ago. <laughs> like, now it's about 200 points. So it's
1: it's just I it's crazy. Um a lot of fun to watch as a viewer obviously. I mean, I I I have no problem with it. Um but there's going to be uh, there's there's going to be a regression at some point uh, within these next few weeks. Well, as this, does does it
0: speak to the skill of the league, like, or just did, or guys checking out defensively? I guess is what I'm saying. Like, is the production you're seeing on the offensive guy, side, guys like really just honing in their craft and, and, and putting this putting this good work in, in the off season, really changing and developing and stretching and increasing on their game or are guys just like so heavily involved in so heavily um, invested in their offensive game that they're kind of just checking on defense just like whatever I guess we'll run and gun you and I'll score you well here's the thing to me through what a week and a
2: half almost two weeks (laughs) we have the 10th best score in the league is averaging 27.3 points Kevin (laughs) Durant got the scoring title (laughs) <laughs> with 27 points i think about like i don't i don't want to say any like bad number but i think it was about 3 or 4 years ago i think the the issue is in the nfl and in the nba we've seen that where where both organizations are trying to make it more fun for the viewers uh, the nfl you know they they've put rules into place to keep yeah. you know people more safe and and you know like have a faster paced game and now there's a lot of criticism regarding it so i don't know but the nba how many times a month? Do you do you think they call it a travel now?
1: Oh, not that often yeah. at all. Not right. that often. They, they
2: don't. They don't call any travel because they like the fast-paced offense. So it's going to lead to those scores, and then the scores that we see. I mean, Blake Griffin dropping fifty a night, Steph Curry fifty-one. Like now, we think that a thirty-three point game is low for someone. <laughs> That's true. I've I I've that. I've I've found myself to. Be, oh, he only had thirty-five last night. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw Kawhi Leonard score, and, and the Raptors are six zero, by the way, and yeah, well, Steph Curry at fifty one, so have fun.
0: He should have scored seventy, but uh, I mean that's easily. I
2: gonna... But it's it's scary. It's the players are becoming better. There's a, definitely a, kind of a lack of, of attention to defense now. But I think it's everyone is just increasing their level, and then the league is not helping with making them a you know, more defensive oriented league. And the coaches know that, so the coaches don't. I right, hey, listen don't care don't care about the buckets and just transition to the offense right away yeah
1: Yeah. i i I think that i wouldn't say that defenders are checking out like obviously at this point in in the game yeah we have incredibly skilled ball players especially at the point where everything starts you know you got guys got kemba walker you know Kyrie irving obviously jason tatum on the celtics is basically now beginning to be their primary ball handler with crazy handles, Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry for the Raptors, undefeated team. James Harden. I mean, you you've got so many guys now that you know teams are are almost uh, prioritizing really the guys who can break you down one on one before they just spread you out. And and we can see that by the three point attempts at over 30, 31 uh, per game. That's just incredible. Uh, definitely, I think that you know the fact that they defenses can't really check players uh, when, when, when offensive players are running around screens, trying to get open, that's sort of a, a thing that's gone by. And obviously this past season, the NBA has implemented the rule where it's a 14 second reset of the shot clock on a, on a rebound, offensive rebound. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe those, those are some factors, but it's, um, it's definitely, again, as, as a viewer, it's really fun to watch. And, um, I, I think that uh, it, it will it will uh, work its way back towards towards normalizing soon.
2: And last last thing quickly, I mean, first of all, you were talking smack about the Kings. They have the second best field goal percentage in the league. Okay, <laughs> only second in Golden State. I'm just gonna say that. But also, the 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 best four teams in terms of field goal percentage are above 500. That's incredible to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, they've already played what like at four, five, six games now. Yeah. There's like they they make one bucket for every two. It's it's unbelievable, and Golden State shoots from three like what seventy five percent of the time now. So I don't know. It's it's insane to me. They're getting better, and no one can understand why. But wow, <sighs> it's crazy. All right,
1: so let's move on to let, let's 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 get in some let's get in some G League talk, actually, guys. Okay. Uh, All right. So this this past week, uh, big news coming out that the G League is going to be essentially opening up a path for high schoolers, Mm -hmm. high school seniors graduating, that they don't need to go to college for the one-and-done rule. They can go to the G League. They're on a special select contract uh, where they can earn some money. Uh, They will essentially be sort of redshirting for a pro team. They will be assigned to a pro team. They cannot play with that pro team the entire year that they're in this G League program. Um, but it is a way for NBA teams to get their hands on these young guys, put them in an NBA program. It's it's the G League, yes, but, you know, the NBA teams will be able to look in, grow internally. I, I guess sort of this is the way that the NBA is looking to, to build a farm system. Um, but I guess my question is, do you guys think that High schoolers are going to be down with going to G League facilities, you know, long bus rides with poor conditions, not really well equipped gyms, because I mean it's not again it's not the pro team. They're not going to be in the same practice facility as you know guys like Kemba and whatnot. You know, is is this is the NBA doing enough with this rule change?
0: I mean, if I'm an eighteen year old dude, eighteen seven year old, seventeen year old cat. And I have colleges throwing cash at me. Um, and the NBA is throwing cash at me. And I know it's going to, the facility is going to be less. Honestly, I'm take I'm taking the NBA route. Cause I mean, it's, it's just one step away. Um, I don't got to worry about going to class. I don't have to worry about doing this at third. Cause a lot of guys just want to play basketball. So it, it, it depends on who you are as a person. So like, if you're like kind of uppity about, man, I don't know how I feel about this gym. this at third. That's bull crap. If you just want to play basketball at the end of the day. Um, but it's it's just it's not it's not fair for uh, for these for these athletes coming to high school, man. And I think the one and done should be eliminated now. And I think the NBA should move back to letting year olds get drafted straight up. I mean that's their choice. I mean they're not really providing nothing to the to the uh, institutions they go to, um, other than bringing revenue to the school from playing basketball. Um, I mean guys like Ben Simmons, for example. Do had like a <laughs> one nine, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and was ineligible for the Naismith Award because of his grades. Because he was like, dog, I'm not, I'm not here to go to class. I'm here to play basketball." Um, and I had, and this would be a separate talk, but um, something that intertwines is the NCAA is a legitimate cartel. Not in the sense that they're out here like, like the Mexican cartel and killing people that's out there. Because people don't understand the definition of what a cartel is. Um, no, seriously, no, topic, no seriously, no seriously, right? and and the NCAA have, have have said have admitted to being a cartel. Like in one mm-hmm. of their one of their trials, one of the lawyers literally said something about a cartel, but they're a different type, basically. Um, and I I think what they're doing is a fair, because they're profiting completely off 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 these athletes. So like if you just take a look, dog, they <laughs> eighty one point five percent of their revenue comes from the rights they have with Turner and CBS Sports. For for the freaking March Madness dog, and they signed in 2010. They signed a they signed a 14 year, 10 point billion dollar contract with CBS and Turner, mm-hmm. and then I think um, in April of like 2016, they signed a um, an eight year extension for a total rights fee of 8.8 8 billion dollars. So how is there not enough money to go around for these kids? You know, there is
2: no, there is. Absolutely is. But but anyway,
0: back to the G League. I think this gives them opportunity to get away from the the illegality of it and the amateurism bull crap and I know we saw the trial last week, uh, where two where two guys got popped. No, three. Well, th- three pe- three people got popped and so Adidas employee was involved and a lot of stuff. But yeah, I think I think this gives them a good opportunity to
2: I, – I, I wanna agree. I wanna agree. The the main reason I wanna agree is because um, on an ESPN article Uh, written by Jonathan Giovanni. I have to give a shout out because it's really well thought out article. Um, i just read you this paragraph. He said, uh, without the restrictions of the NCAA's amateurism rules, players will also be free to hire agents, profit off their Mm -hmm. likeness, and pursue marketing deals from sneaker companies and the like which could be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars in endorsement opportunities to top prospects. So Here's the thing. I want to say that Going to the NCA is not a bad deal. And and you know, going through through a college year for, for for a certain period of time is not a bad idea because you do get stronger. The 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 problem with with people, you know, getting drafted early on, they don't have the physical abilities that they should have. For example, Tyus Jones, one of you know, Dukes Point Guard, a former Duke's point guard, has been struggling to, to get to get in the league and now he's staying with the Wolves, but he's struggling because he he, get, he got drafted only a year. After his, his freshman year, and he was just small, and he couldn't hang with the big guys. If you have people from high school directly declaring for the draft, they're not—they might not be ready physically. Then there are obviously phenomenons like you know Zion, um, Zion, Williamson. Zion Williamson. Yeah, like he's a freak. Like yeah, that that could work. But most of these kids need that, you know, to add on a little to add on a little weight. But at the end of the day, getting a, like you're getting six figures at 18 years old. Who would not want that? And then you get to hire an agent who's gonna try to like make you go as far as possible because he's gonna profit off of you eventually. So they're gonna he- be here to help you. I mean, so, they're already doing it now. Exactly. So. so I think you might as well be completely go like Andre said, never have to worry about any consequences of you know making some shady deal with an agent and not naming him your agent until you declare for the draft. And then having to pay him back. You yeah, can. and then get sued forever. Just, just take the legal route get those get get that 100k and and if you're meant to be in the NBA you will be in the NBA I think that
1: you know you, you guys brought up a lot of good points there I I, I guess my I, I agree I like the idea of it I think that it's really good for some of these kids just coming out to to be able to start making money off of you know the, the their craft that they've been working on for since they were very little kids working at you know, Basketball training camps, going to the YMCA, playing just in, in background courts. But I think that there's still going to be an appeal to some, the allure of the NCAA. You've got those those kind of historic franchises like the Louisvilles, mm-hmm. like the Michigan States, like the Villanovas. Well, now the Villanovas, <laughs> after two, two championships in three years. Um, th- there's going to be a shine to that. Uh, definitely, scouts are going to put more emphasis in the fact that they're seeing young players play at that level, which is still considered, you know, the, the consensus way to really evaluate talent. You got to watch them in the college games. In this in this format, if they go to the G League, um, you know, obviously the G League still has has players that were, are a, again a step away from the NBA level. Uh, I think it would take a little bit of adjustment for scouts. And then there are just some guys that, you know, if you're, if you're taking the G League route, again, you're not, um, you're, you're on a select contract, so you're getting a very limited amount of money in this scenario. Obviously, you get the, the player agent uh, uh, marketing situation going on for you to, to make up some of that, but if you go to college, you look like you're going to be a top 10 guy, you automatically get slotted in at that market rate for whatever number you, do. you, you get picked, um, you know, obviously, nowadays, top 10 guys are making $8 million the, the year that they get drafted, essentially, and then it's it's a scaled, you know, uh, pay after that. I think that it's, it, it, it feels like, to me, that this is like a halfway measure by the NBA that is going to definitely appeal to a lot yeah, of, yeah. of players, but it isn't quite the push that needs to be made because... I think you got to – the NBA, again, is a, is a giant, is an international giant. They just – they 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 got that 2016 TV deal. They are making the most money that they've ever made uh, in, in the history of the league. It's ridiculous. They should be there, – there should be enough money to give these guys that are coming out of high school to go into the G League that are yeah. pretty much highly touted, you know, top 100 guys coming out of high school. Um, there, there, there should be more help here. There should be more – uh, available guidance to them i think that there there should be and I, I think in the article it does mention that some of these teams um there there's going to be like a, a board kind of like at the combine where you can go in at the combine and they give you a draft grade and, and you have a chance still to kind of return to college basketball if you don't think you're going to make it i think something like that is similar but it feels like it's not quite where it needs not to be right There, i agree um so there's definitely a lot of questions. It'll be interesting to see how this shakes out. Um, I guess kind of easy, easily transitioning from that, I guess you, you touched on a little bit, Dre, you know, about, no, about the one-and-done rule. Um, that There were reports that came out uh, also this week that the fact that the NBA and the NBA Players Association have kind of met at an impasse right now about um, when that one-and-done is going to be gone. Uh, they're, they're, the NBA is looking at 2022. Uh for multiple reasons, um, but they are trying to get the NBA Players Association to concede a couple of points for them. Uh, one of them being they want, you know, agents of players in the draft, they they want to just release all medical information. They don't want to have to go through the, the hassle of having agents withhold medical information from some teams, um, which is obviously a huge leverage ploy for these players and, and one of the only leverages that they can have. Um, they also want to make sure that some of these top 10 guys who skip all of the workouts of the combine, you know, still go to the combine and, you know, at, at the very least do some player interviews and, and whatnot. Um, and, and the NBA Players Association, obviously, they're trying to figure things out because I, I, I agree, I don't think the medical information should necessarily be a, a, a leverage thing that they have to give up because, you know, teams have a ton of, you know, once you draft a guy – uh, in the NBA draft, you have control of his his contract for basically seven years. Yep. Uh, you you get restricted free agency, which is a joke. Teams <laughs> teams just don't they just don't dip their hand in it anymore. Um, and and th- there's there's other things that the teams have on their side. So you know they're looking at 2022 also because uh, th- there aren't that many unprotected first round picks at that point that are controlled by other teams. They said that the uh, 76ers unprotected 2021 pick miami made made a, a point in in uh, was a point of emphasis there I know the Celtics have a Grizzlies pick potentially that 2021 year um but what do you guys what are your overall thoughts on the one and done rule I guess um and Andre I know you touched on it a little bit but it's a big it's a big uh, big question for the NBA
0: huge i I say why not I, I mean I, I get what Louis is saying as far as um the development of guys. And there's, I mean, there's you see plenty of times where you see a guy who probably should have stayed in college, and um, because not only some you guys need to grow physically in some aspects, and not as much in basketball as it would be like for example in football or something mm-hmm. like you're not there's no you're coming out of high school and playing in an NFL I mean, like that's no. just that's just not possible. Uh, but in the NBA you can, you can get by with it. Um, but a lot of times it's just the transition um, with like intangibles as far as um, your mental makeup and as far as your maturity just that third and. And, you know handing an 18 year old a uh, uh, lump sum of money you know you never know what he can do but at the same time he has the right to do whatever he want to do he's an adult so if if bro wants to play ball at that level and that's his choice then why not like i just i don't see why you why you're forcing the guy to, to go to school for a year let the boys play because they, yeah like they're they're not they're not plugged into their education I mean, majority guys are not plugged into the education, and if that was the if they were so plugged in, they would stay all, they would stay all four years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, my thing is just let it happen. And I know I know it's easier said than done. Just let it happen. And yeah, you've seen a lot of busts that have just come out of high school it's not awesome. been good, but but if that's what they want to do. Then, I mean, that's on them. they grow. grown. It's it's rough though because I mean I think it was
2: Joel Embiid. Correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, who said. Honestly, just skip the entire year of college and just focus on the co- and the like. Focus on building like yourself up and and work out with you know private trainers and and uh, was it Joel Embiid? I don't
1: know. That sounds like something Ben Simmons might have said, or if I going to check that. I we'll think deal. it was
2: one of the Sixers. Maybe i It might have been Simmons
1: because he had that huge documentary about and they, everything. Yeah,
2: and 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 this person said, you know, I I would rather skip the entire year and just work like privately with a private trainer and coaches and stuff and develop myself through that than having to deal with classes and having to deal with it but the the thing is that as we mentioned we need to you know you need to grow And, and like Dre said you you can't you could afford to with you know basketball but how do you want the immediate impact to be how immediate do you want your impact to be is the better question if you think that you can handle just being that kind of low level player for a couple of, for the first couple of years and starting to like grow into what you should be, you know, after three or four years in your contract, that's fine. Then go ahead. But if you want to make an immediate impact, impact, why don't you stay and enjoy the the top tier facilities, you know, in the nation with big, big name university and, and just grow, you know, into that, into that built you're, you're meant for. And, at the end of the day, it's, it's all about this. It's all about, yes, you're going to cash in no matter what. If you're good and if you have the talent, you're going to cash in no matter what. But how immediate do you want your impact to be and how, you know, light do you want to be and how much pressure can you handle right away? These kids, you know, 18-year-olds, how, like, yeah, you have a lot of money to handle, but you have also a lot of pressure, a lot of, you know, fake people roaming around you. How do you, how do you realize who's with you, who's not with you? How do you realize your agent wants the best interest for you? You know, like, how do you... Manage all those things as a young adult. You're you're adult, but you're very young, and a lot yeah. of things are happening at once. That's so true. I don't know. I think there's a lot to take into account. I think it should you know that could be a five hour debate. Oh yeah, you know, endless debate. But I think that they should have some sort of ruling saying, you know, either have you need to have one year off out of high school just to like make sure you develop, or they have you know that Gilix C- system like we talked about, something like that. And I think they're pushing for the right thing. I don't think it's there yet, but I think you learn by trials and errors, so you might as well go for that.
0: Okay, and let, let's go ahead and move to the next thing now. You you get you got everything yeah. in, yeah. Um, you because I, I was supposed to bring the last segment. With oh you. man, yeah, messed up. I messed up. I slipped up. Uh, so now we're gonna move to <laughs> to a segment that we're we're probably gonna start doing. Um, <laughs> well, we we try to have this pod about twice a week anyway, but we're gonna try to do it every every pod. Just a uh, relax. Did you see that type of type of segment and? We opened up with uh, <laughs> Marquis freaking Morris, man. Like, MVP. He, he. I know. I know. Y'all saw the other night, uh, late in the the no the Portland Wizards game when Wizards ended up winning by one. You see, uh, Seth Curry in the corner, uh, as the, as the, as time is is running down, trying to. No, be a part of the play and hopefully get open the corner. You see, Marcus Morris pulling on his shorts from the bench, and <laughs> just I mean a full hand, a full hand of just just, just shorts, and uh, he ends up getting fifty, five, fifteen thousand dollars for it. I I mean, but isn't that such a Morris twins type thing? Like, it feels like something that would happen <laughs> in like a pickup game in the summer. You're just playing with some
1: guys.
2: I Someone's love it.
1: On the be pettier. Be pettier. <laughs>
2: Be J.R. Smith and untie someone's shot at the free throw line. Be that guy. Make it fun. <laughs> if you're gonna get fun, you might as well go all out. I love the move. I love the move. It did not work at all. <laughs> did not work whatsoever. I mean, actually, no. The Wizards won, so I don't know. But this is the wrong
1: I one. mean, at least for that play, it worked because Seth didn't. Seth was out of there. He just threw up his hands. He was
0: looking for someone, any help he could get. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> he just. I mean, he wasn't. Go- he wasn't going to get the ball. Right. But, like. I love it because I think. Uh, Correct or wrong I'm pretty sure Dang was dribbling At the top of the key he was trying to create Something off the screen mm-hmm. anyway So like He wasn't gonna get the ball But like Dude's not even on the court And he's just like Hey Come here bro I got something for you Hey come here dog <laughs> How do you think That goes after Like
2: Did he Like How do you think Seth's like girlfriend Or do you think His girlfriend Like <laughs> Did you really pull down A dude's shorts Mid game Like <laughs> Do you wanna talk about
1: something do, do we need to Do we need to have the talk again I mean, I feel like that's something that the Wizards always have. I mean, they they have a ton of talks. Um, and the Wizards, honestly, they you know how we have hard knocks for the NFL. I, I would really like to see the, just the Wizards just needs to be a thing. Um, just just have their own show. I mean, quite quite frankly, I mean, John Wall, Bradley Beal, Otto Porter, uh, <sighs> Dwight Howard is in that room. You know that John Wall is just barking at cool. Dwight yeah. Howard, um, and I know he's not back yet. Uh, from his injury but I just
2: it is it's nuts it's hey, quite don't a don't say anything about people not being able to do anything with injuries because my boy DeMarcus Cousins is putting heavy work heavy work talking about did you see this did you see DeMarcus Cousins putting in work and getting into the <laughs> New York Knicks head by getting ejected without
0: even being like able to play on a sideline <laughs> in a suit you know, suited and booted. That's a dedication I here. want for a player. You're out of here. All star. Like, that, hold on, let's just break down that game. They, what they, they went like 28? I mean, 128, 121, Yeah, it was... and Katie went off in the fourth. 24 in the fourth. Then they go into the, the locker room playing the Fergie remix, which you know we, we brought the show in with, yeah. and they and, <laughs> and they just it just amazes me that how good they know they are, and they just put up. It's what do they? How many? How many games they played? Five. Or I I gotta look at it again, Mm. but five or six games of the season, y'all already on cruise control. Where it's just like we're gonna just just you know hang loose until playoff time comes, like we always do. And you know
2: what does Steve Kerr say? Like, how do you react if you're Steve Kerr and you're like,
0: all right, well. My boy Steph, No, was bro. He's KG completely a part of it, bro. No, he, he is. But like, 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 do you remember when he had guys <laughs> on the sideline drawing plays up
2: on the whiteboards? But like, how do you, how do you go talk and go talk to Demarcus Cousins, who's terrifying, <laughs> by the way? He's so if you're a Steve Kerr, this f- like fragile man. You know, I mean, compared to Demarcus Cousins, how do you? Like, can you stop? Like, absolutely Or oh, oh, do you shake it and be like, "Good job"? No, no. He like, goes
1: up to him. He's like, "Listen, man, every everything you got to do." You know what your role? He's just he's just letting him be, man. He's he's letting, him. He's those, You know, I, I I
0: love the energy. I love it. Uh but to Marcus, uh, boogie man, we can we can't have him. We can't have that, man. You know, I really want to let you do whatever you want to, but
2: <laughs> I can see Katie in the back. God, shut up. <laughs> I can see Oh my god. Oh my god. It's incredible. I love this team. It's so fun.
1: Definitely definitely a fun team to watch. Uh not not a team that's going to Win less than five games, but a team hey, eight, 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 definitely a lot of fun.
2: <laughs> what else did we miss, Greg? What else did we? What What else did
0: we miss? One more thing: It's Halloween weekend, right? You know, yep. we're going out later, and I'm pretty sure we're going to see some crazy stuff, with some provocative outfits. Oh boy! Cats just dressed up in whatever and anything. I mean, Greg like, is wearing yeah. onesie already. Yeah, so Greg. Greg is going out. I'm prepared. Man, he. Greg got the one piece. You know, but that's a whole nother thing. But <laughs> let's talk. About, let's talk about Portland, man. Bro, they 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 killed the game this week coming into the (laughs) into the uh, we'll have to into the pregame with all the fits, man. I have my actual like fit rankings. You gotta go number one, Maurice Harkless dressing up as Tyrone Biggums. best costume. He nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. (laughs) Talking about the neck scratch and
2: everything, he was on fire. I think he put more time in into this this week than practice. I guarantee you that. Yeah. Cause that was yeah. that was perfect execution yeah perfect entrance. I mean the delivery awesome. was... It?
0: I mean, it was beautiful. The only person who, who might have had a better entrance as far as the swag was oh. Dane with the Stone Cold, but it's freaking Stone Cold and baby. You got Steve Austin shouting it's you stone out. Stone Cold, Twitter. it's Stone Cold.
2: It's just no, no. They're fun,
0: they're but I fun. think you had you had Evan Turner in like the crazy clown suit, and then I think it was Nurkish who dressed up as Beast for Beauty and the Beast, yep. and like. They, they, that's, I think that's just a good way to approach it. They lost the game that night because they played the Wizards. So I guess all type of foolishness was right, occurring right. that but night. I, but.
1: You, you, can't, you can't even take away, like I know, the, the, this is the league though. you got to have fun. you got to have fun oh, yeah. some of these times. I mean, oh, we, yeah. we remember, I mean, I, I think it was a little over top at the time, but you remember the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of years back where the Wizards all dressed up.
2: Uh, when, in, uh, in black, in black. black. That was Bo- black. yeah, yeah. Was, and then Boston did the same thing. Right after, um, yeah. It's just
1: it's just these kind of things like that. The league is is just
2: full of that. You can't can't get enough of the drama. You can't get enough of it. That's the reason they they'll be loved it everywhere. <laughs> Th- think about it. How cool would it be to see OBJ wearing a Halloween a Halloween? How how cool it would be to like watch a baseball team in the World Series coming in with costumes on. <laughs> it makes them relatable. What did it you,
0: makes them relatable. Well baseball I know for for certain road trips, cats will do that. Yeah. I know Joe Madden is famous for it. Um Yeah, very true. And I thought it was hilarious when Anthony Rizzo, like they had to play, they had to do like a makeup game this year in Washington. It was like a one game road trip. And Anthony Rizzo got on the plane with full gear on. Like his all his game <laughs> his game gear. Um but you know, I think I thought what Portland did was awesome, man. Uh it was great. Everyone yeah. enjoyed it. We got anything else? From um the um, how good of a
2: flopper, Gregory, is Joel Embiid? Because Andre Drummond categorized it as an Emmy Award winning performance. I lost it and yelled at my TV for the next five minutes because that was just, that was sweet. I mean, soccer players need to like, need to watch him.
0: Great. Before, oh. you, before you answer, bro, my only question is, is he in the Anderson Vergeau, Paul Pierce flopping uh, uh, echelon? I don't know. Because those are the top. I
1: don't, I don't think anyone's ever going to top Anderson Vergeau. <laughs> no, Hall no, of Famer on that He one. is the GOAT flopper. Um,
2: Which is recognized, by the
1: way. I, <laughs> Uh, to respond to Louie's point, uh, yeah, a, a clear flopped, Obviously, there was no. It, I mean, Drummond, Drummond got, <laughs> Dr- Drummond got ejected because um, he picked How? up a second technical How? from that. Um, How? But the league, the league came back like the day or two after. They were like, we're sending that technical, finding Joel Embiid for that flop. And I know, I know for a fact that Joel Embiid watches soccer players actually for those kinds of things. He is a huge soccer fan. Watches those flops, He's talking about watches those games. He is all about that sort of a thing, and I, I know that uh, Joel Embiid is a very polarizing uh, figure in the sport because he, he, he enjoys he enjoys trolling a lot of players. and he comes up again, it, it's the way that he gets in the game. It's the way he does his thing. I love it. Um, but <laughs> you can't you can't <laughs> it, hate it. It was it was definitely a sight to see. Uh, to, to to your. For, for your point though, uh, Louis came out with a win in that one. Uh, Pistons had the last laugh, so so obviously you know it didn't it didn't affect the outcome of the game uh, in in the end ultimately. But uh, it was. <laughs> I'll give def-
2: him, I'll give him that though. Having the ability of doing that for like big games, playoff series games, if you can take a player like Drummond out of the picture for the game. That can be massive. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That has a huge effect on how the playoff how the playoff series can turn out. And if Drummond would be taken off the court for the Pistons, you know, let's say mid-third quarter in a playoff series going into, like, you know, a long, center? I don't It's know. tough.
1: The back.
2: Pistons don't have a backup center. Who do? Who do backup center? <laughs> they, no
1: clue.
0: Blake Griffin plays
2: every position for them. Hey, <laughs> Undefeated. I love Blake. I don't want to hear anything about the Pistons because they're undefeated. You can come talk to me when they're getting defeated, which is probably soon. <laughs> However, I think that, I'm going to save good that job. for another segment that we have coming up. But
0: that's that's a whole other topic. Go ahead. Go ahead. Are we done? Are we done, right, done? I think. I think. Are yeah. We done I, here? I think we're good I think here. Okay. I think let's move on. Next segment. Okay. So because I'm gonna go back to back because yep, yep. I missed the other one. We're, let's talk. Let's talk rookies. I mean, we only have a small sample size, but we're gonna start our rookie ladder up, our we're, rookie we're watch guys, We're good. at the. So guys, NCAA. y'all got y'all. Y'all got, y'all got y'all one through five. Yep, ready. Who wanna open up? You. You want me to start? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Are we wait? Are we going five to one or one to five? And that's the question. Let's go. Uh, let's go five to one. All right. Let's go five to one. All right. Um, five. I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna go with. Uh, do we all want to go through our fives like that in order, or we all want to go straight through? Up to you.
1: I would say let's each do our fives. Okay. If we have if we if we finally have the same player, we can just you know. If you, okay. if you had a comment. Or
0: Five. Like. I have um, Jaron Jackson um, because everybody pretty much below that on rookie report is either not playing that much or is playing extremely average, um, and he's playing okay, about fifteen, about fifteen a game about six and a half boards i mean he's not he's not doing nothing spectacular he's not playing awesome um but i don't really have that much commentary on, on that um i have bagley next. um and bagley's actually playing better than people think killing my fantasy league yeah he's, he's playing killing. he's playing much better than people think his his numbers aren't um that much better than i mean he he had a he had a down not a yeah he had pretty down like last night uh whereas his last game he was watching um he was like 10 <laughs> i mean he only had 11 points eight boards but He's averaging less than um than than Jackson at like 13.7, 14 ish, and hitting hit the boards a little bit more around seven. But I think his uh, when I looked at it, I gotta check again. Well, that's my check. His um I think his player efficiency rating was was higher. I think it was second among rookies behind Aiton. Because when I looked, Aiton, Aiton was at like twenty four. 0.42 or something like that, and that's good because league average is like 15. So um, I got Bagley. Um, then after that, I'm going with Doncic. Doncic has not been playing as good as people think. Like the clips, you, the clips you see, he he's he's doing his thing. Um, but as far as far as a guy talk, we were talking about him coming in. He's supposed to be a, like a high capacity uh, mm-hmm. playmaker, high capacity guy that moves the ball around. And I don't think he's averaging more than uh, four assists a game.
1: He's um, at he's at three like three point six
0: or something like that, yeah three point eight yeah but I mean
1: he's you know, he puts, he's putting the buckets in you know he's, he's getting the buckets he's, I would I would yeah. say before you continue I would say he's definitely scoring a little bit more than yeah. I expected most definitely
0: game. most definitely um but I want I want to see a little bit more I think I think he's fine and I, I freaking lost all my stats here so I'm trying to I'm trying to look at it. I got Trey Young um. I think he, that thirty-five and eleven game. I think that's his, that's his, probably his ceiling, like which from which like what he could be. Um, and I think being down there in Atlanta, he's going to be more of a focal point than a lot of other guys, just because oh, yeah. he's the primary ball handler. He can pretty much shoot whenever he wants. that third, and he and he doesn't look, he doesn't look bad. I don't think any of these guys have been extremely consistent yet. No, they're rookies. so they're rookies. Like, yeah, they're so all they're rookies, rookies right. yeah, so he's still trying to have his groove, but he's he's leading the rookies in scoring. At 21 and a half. He's moving the ball around about eight, almost 86 games. So he he looks he looks pretty solid. I had I had the freaking percentages up here, but I cannot find them. I think I don't know, uh, it, whatever. But <laughs> and I had eight and one because eight is playing at, at a high clip, double double. Um, and I think he's he's bring pretty much everything you thought he would be. So that's that's my my ladder so far. All right. Y'all don't gotta go as, as in depth as me, but. I don't need the go that deep. But do you want to go, Greg? Yeah,
1: yeah. I'll, I'll I'll go for mine. Uh, oh,
2: okay, That's, I see how it is. Cool. Thanks for asking. Yeah, no <laughs> worries. No worries. Way to go, Greg.
1: Number five. I'm I'm gonna go shy. Gildas Alexander. Oh,
2: wow. Um, you. So so last week you stole his his. I didn't. I didn't now, steal anything from anyone. T- I, I didn't steal that anything mean. from anyone. <laughs> <It's a>
1: terrible guy. <laughs> Avenue Boulevard. Oh, a terrible oh, guy. Uh. So, Shy Gilles Alexander uh he's a little different I think from the rest of the rookies that we're going to look at for our ladders because he's only playing a uh, he's playing 26 minutes per game um and, he, and and his numbers aren't super great uh 8.8 points, 3 boards, 3 assists, a steal. Um but he, and 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 he's he's shooting eight eight uh three-point attempts per game at a 50% clip, which is pretty crazy. But the way that he is he he just kind of He's so crafty, it looks like, on the court for his age. The way he is maneuvering the pick and roll this early on, uh, in the half court especially, he's really comfortable with his pull up shots, um, which was something that you had to look at uh coming out of um college for him. I-, I think that having him at five for me is probably more of a projection. I expect him to just you know, get better as the season ask goes along. Oh, okay.
2: Okay, yeah. He, what is he doing? I'm messing up
1: my rookie he's ladder. Trying he's trying to. I'm tough. Yeah. All right. I'll move on then. Why do we have this guy? Oh, I'll <laughs> move on to four. He's dangerous. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, like you yeah. said, Dre. He's been. He's been doing well. I think that uh, he's gonna get a little better because he just. He's now in the starting lineup yeah. after Jermichael yeah. Green uh, broke his jaw. So he's getting more minutes, more those play definitely. time. So you're going to the, see those numbers going. The, the, those the big days. thing for him right now is his three-point percentage is nowhere near it was in college. He's shooting, like, 17% from three. He's not lining up his shots. Yeah. I I think that's going to change. I think as the season progresses, he'll get better there. He'll, confidence he'll is key in that one. Yeah, he'll, he'll be fine. Uh, I actually got number three, Trey Young. Um, I, I think, like you said, definitely that game the other night he had was huge for him and his confidence. I really like the way that he's been finishing around the rim, yeah. uh, in traffic. And, you know, when he doesn't have to finish around the rim, his passing vision is up there for sure. Um, it's really nice to see him, you know, putting up, uh, seven and a half assists, if I got that right. Yeah. Yes. Seven and a half yep. assists per game.
2: Um, by far the
1: highest in, in of, of the rookie class. Definitely. um, it, and you know he's still getting his three pointers in too. Obviously he's shooting uh, about thirty eight percent, I believe. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so he's been doing really well. And of course because he is the focal point, he's he's running over thirty minutes per game for a rookie. Uh, you like to see that. My, my top three was all the thirty minute plus rookies essentially. Uh, I actually have Aiden number two. I do like you know the double double like you said. He is showing that he's dominant. I really for Aiden right now. I just want to see him become more of a force defensively on the interior. It's only averaging a block per game, and you're seven foot one, seven foot, uh, and with the mobility that he has, that uh, people I don't think really give him enough credit for how mobile he is. Like actually, with his lateral speed, he should be he should be blocking more guys. I think at the you got to what to do he that should, though, so, he you should know. and I, I think yeah. that will come along. But he's he's got to I, I think he's got to do that, and I have Doncic number one. Um, uh, definitely, again, a lot more scoring I think than passing at yeah. this stage. Um, and the turnover rate, I'd like to see dip down a little, but that's really because he is their primary yeah, ball that's, handler. Yeah, and that's what, I, that's what I was just trying to get um, to. Like, I want to see him
0: yeah, be he's, that he's, guy. He's yeah,
1: he's averaging almost four turnovers a game, um, versus, like, it's it's a one-to-one ratio almost for, or, yes, it's a one-to-one ratio for assist to turnover, so you, you want to see that differently, obviously, but he's shown plenty of flashes that he's mm-hmm. the guy that they drafted him to be, that they traded up for. Um, I'm not really worried about him. I, this class just looks awesome. Like, it, it was kind of tough to, to pick just five, um... But you, you go on, Louie. That, that I stole suck. your... Not that, that I stole... That. It wasn't tough to
2: steal your, your your five, obviously. I think you looked at your stuff. And he was fucking That's the worst part. <laughs> like, just an apology. Just an apology <laughs> would be nice, Greg. Right? Anyways. I'm so, sorry. So, with no further ado, my number five guys... No, my number five guy doesn't matter. Gilders Alexander. I love you. Um, <laughs> I think that he's... I think everything that Greg said is, is very accurate, obviously, even though I, I, don't want, I don't want to agree with that. But I think that he's one of those guys like Al Horford when the stats don't do justice to what he does on the court. I think that he's one of the type of guys, he, he brings a certain energy and a certain factor, and he has that it factor when it comes to playing on the court and being with the guys that, that you really like seeing. Every time I see him on the court, I haven't watched too many Clippers games, but the few I've watched... I've been very impressed about, about the way he handles himself himself when he's playing. And I think that as the season goes on, he's going to become a big part of this locker room. And I think he's doing incredibly well. His only big downside is 10 turnovers already. Um, two turnovers a game. I, I think that he can do better. Um, just have to be a little more consistent into like his, his choice and his decision making. But like I said, and like Greg said, it, with, with the season, with the years, it's going to come down to it. Number four... I have uh, my man, Luka Doncic. Um, like Andre, I think he could be doing better. I think he could be doing better, and I think that it's not about... I don't think he's underwhelming. I just think that he has way more to do than you thought he would have to do. He, he For sure, and I, I think another thing...
1: You can see there are, there are moments where he's 18. Yeah, oh, he's that's a kid. The thing. That's he's the not thing.
2: nearly as strong as he's going to be in the next two seasons. So like, people, yeah, people are expecting a lot from him, and I think that he's... Performing at the level Carlisle is expecting him to play. And I think that the fans are a little underwhelmed because they've heard so many great things about mm-hmm. him. I think, yeah, he's still 18. He's still got to get used to the, to the U.S., to the American culture, to the NBA culture. It's it's very different than the than EuroLeague. It's it's a little slower, and it's more physical. And there's a lot of you know bumps and bruises that you're going to get that are, are going to slow you down. So I, I watched him playing against uh, Atlanta, which was a really fun game. And a couple of plays, you're like, this guy is like thirty-five. Mm-hmm. By the way he sees the court, and by the way he just mm-hmm. takes the
0: ball to the rim, it's incredible. And that's what—that's what I was just saying. Like I would like to see him play, make a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I'm not—I'm not so him at I think he's been playing fine. Oh yeah, like, you yeah. clearly um, said that. He, but he's, hes uh hes amazing, man. Like he's yeah he's he, yeah. I ain't gotta say yeah. That his that. He, his, um, his
1: passing vision is, is up there. Yeah, yeah let's just
0: take Louis' time because it doesn't matter, right?
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my my um, number three will be. Marvin Bagley. Been very impre- very impressed I with him. I think that's just more
0: of a love affair, bro, than your ranking. I think you just love Marvin. I think you're looking at those gar- has he been has he been killing I, I think you been been, fantasy teams? I, think I think you just love the I, Kings. I
1: think you've been looking at that garbage time stat line that he's been putting up.
2: I think I think just jealous. <laughs> because the Kings are back on the map. <laughs> Not really, but um, He's no, he's been pleasantly surprising to to, to watch. As actually. long as you don't have to watch him post up, he's been fine. That's the thing. <laughs> yes, he has a, he has a lot of stuff to learn and I I do think that there's a side that, you know, he has a lot of downfalls, but he has his upside is incredible. Like he to me has one of the best potentials in the league because physically he's there. Yeah, it is kind of nuts. Physically he's there and mentally you can already like you know he's putting the work in i i you know I, I haven't heard any rumors of him you know being lazy or being complacent i think he looks like the type of guy who's gonna grind it out and is gonna learn the hard way the problem is that he doesn't have really any you know big veterans to like teach him a lot you know i don't know is randolph still on that team yeah 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 that's the only guy, and it's kind of a tough because he's faster I think, than Zach Randolph, and oh, they absolutely. don't play. They yeah, don't play the same. Yeah. They don't play the same style. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I still have him up there because I think he's v- much better than anticipated.
1: I just want to see Harry Giles and, and Bagley on the same. That, that's all I want to say. I want to see Giles and Bagley start. Give the people what the, they want. The
0: Kings
2: aren't going anywhere anyway. Why not just throw out the in fun 19, team? And Andre Turek.
0: Uh My <laughs>
2: second second guy is Trey Young. Everyone has made the case for him. I don't need to explain why. Uh, and first is Aiden. Absolutely unbelievable. He's playing, you know, exactly the way we wanted him to.
1: He's no rookie Jaleel Okafor, so I don't know Nobody. what you're talking about. Grows <laughs> out of betting, it's 20-10, and, gets 20 and 10 just saying. Go ahead. Yeah.
2: He's, um, I think that a couple of uh, flaws that Andre was uh, was mentioning, and, uh, and you also, uh, Greg, just come from the fact that the Phoenix Suns are not a defensively oriented team. And I think that it comes from either, you know, above with the coaching and with the mentality. So he's not really into that. I'm gonna block everything that comes my way, like Anthony Davis is, because you're not getting past Anthony Davis. You could get by Aiden if you really wanted. To. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. It, no, and that comes that comes from mentality and from the different players you've seen, you've been with. And I think that when you have someone like Booker who teaches you how to be offensively aggressive, but not as much defensively, I think that might stem out from that. So I want him to become a little more impressive defensively, but offensively, he's everything I've ever wanted. And that's my top five, guys. All right, what else do we got? I think we're in the last block. Ooh, it's the, the last la- The fun, the fun Ooh, one. Yeah, we're in, the, we're in the last block. The specialty category. Dre, can you give us your the name of you say, you say better than us? Hey, man, Come on, look, give us
0: give us that name. Y'all know Dre all about buckets, all about. Buckets. I explained to y'all last part what draws means. Oh, when you out there so... hooping with your guys, you out there hooping with cut little pickup, and you feeling it, heat checking. You lining it up, and you just stroking the jump. They're going jump going whoosh draws. When you line it up, and you know it's good. Just draws. So my specialty segment to end, and we're gonna do this every time. Every time. The draws. Or at least once get. a week. The draws, not only the bucket getter, I changed it from the a oh, award. Say it. I changed it to Dre's first team. Draws. Bucket, getters. Okay? <laughs> because get everybody these days is just getting buckets. We talked about the office explosion. We talked about the high volume shooting. Yum. We talked about the, the efficiency. Draws. Cats is giving each other buckets. Draws. Error night. Draws. Error night. Draws. 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 All right. Who you got? at point guard. <laughs> From... Hey, from Davidson, baby. From Davidson. That, that boy. That boy, That boy, three. the baby face. Come on, Steph, baby. Like, Steph- I mean, oh, y- y'all know what I it is, be. bro. I could have gave it to Dame. I could have gave it to Kimba. But Steph, man, he's second in the league oh, in scoring, averaging 33.7. Y'all saw we did it the other night. I don't got to say much more. The dude is shooting nuts, bro. And he's back, like, to, the, to that cocky form. Oh, I love Like, him. when he gets in that cocky mode, like, and it changed over his career because he he came in kind of kind of modest, like kind of you know small college. But I can shoot, I can score with the big boys. But now he he just I'm that guy. Um, and you know I think these past couple of years that we've kind of got away from the narrative of him being talked about as the best player in the league. Um, of course Durant's taking over that and now. You got Anthony Davis and LeBron. Of course is just mm-hmm. he's the he's the watermark. Um, but Steph is is not it's not far behind at all. He's, this is still a, an elite player, the greatest shooter we've ever seen in our life. So, that's that's. that's I think there's
2: a stat saying that he has more three-pointers than four NBA teams already. Let me, let me read rejo- y'all. He has
0: 33 uh, three-pointers. Let over. me read y'all what all what I saw the other night. It said, Warriors Steph Curry is the NBA's all-time leader in games with five plus three-pointers, 85. Six plus three-pointers, 106. Seven plus three-pointers, 61. Eight plus three-pointers, 38, Drolls. 9 plus 17, Drolls. 10 plus 10, Drolls. 11 plus 6, Drolls. 12 plus 2, Drolls. 13 plus 1. Drolls. How many more buckets you want? 12. How many more buckets you want? Off the dribble, catch and shoot, off the screen. Let me break you down, step yeah, back, right. yank you, hezzy you. I'm, I'm pulling up on you, but I'm doing my rant for him. Shooting guard. Shooting guard. Zach mother-loving Levine. Ooh, I like that. That boy is living up. Me, me and Greg right now are re- working with the Bulls media relations department. So, we're at, we're at the home games pretty much every night. I'm seeing in person this dude literally step into a role where he knows he's the alpha dog in that team. Love it. And it's just shooting a rock at a high volume. But the percentage is good. Yeah. He has the green light. He, and he knows it. Like, his confidence is taking over. And he, he's out to prove that, yo. Because a lot of people think he's on this, on this terrible contract. Which is understandable because, like, he, he was hurt. Mm-hmm. Of last year, and the year before that, like you know, he's, he's still trying to develop and grow as a player. But dude, Bruh is averaging twenty nine point eight, which is fifth in the league. He's the first player since MJ for the Bulls to start a season with four straight 30 point games. Like it's not, it's not, it's not easy to go out and score thirty four nights in a row. Mm-mm. Like not when there's nobody else to to game plan for that's on what that I'm team. Saying. I mean, you would think maybe Jabari, but he's been under under like under, like not very impressive. No, and I mean, we've seen Justin Holiday have some, a decent game. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Cam Payne hit like like eight I three, mean, like. once
1: once Larry Markkinen comes back, it'll yeah. change. It yeah. Might even open up more for Levine. You might see I him get thirty five point and game. And if they, and
0: if they're picking and popping, like it, that's it's going to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. But he looks good. He looks good from three. We know he's athletic enough to finish around a hoop. He's yeah. taking guys off the dribble. He knows he knows it's his team. So, Buck give him the two. Small forward. Zach draws Levine. Small forward. Kawhi. I'm going to tell you why. This dude plays nine games last year, correct? Yep. He plays nine games. Probably. There, there wasn't nothing wrong with that boy, Quad. He didn't want to beat it. He come out this year with Toronto and is like, I'm going to give y'all buckets of each. It's colder. Every, every more. way possible. I'm just saying. Kawhi, bro, he he's becoming more ball dominant with them. Like you're seeing him command the rock and sitting there and it's isolating guys. Oh yeah. Like I think more San Antonio, you see him kind of work out the ball, come come off a curl, shoot a mid range jumper. And then when he's really rolling, that's when you see more of the ISO stuff just that third. But he is killing. I'm saying I'm seeing him break guys down with dribble sets, dribble moves, and he's I mean he's giving guys buckets. He's the at, way I love it.
2: He's at twenty six six a game.
0: Did y'all see what he did to Jimmy Butler the other night? The no-look. The no hit him control. with the ah-ah. Pop, pop. In and out. One step to the side. Drop. I'm going to hit it from the... I'm going to hit it a little bit. Not, not, not necessarily on the left wing. Almost in the left corner. I mean, the right corner. Bang. Drop. Over, over Jimmy Butler face. Drop. And you know Jimmy opened your grill. But that's it. I'm going to move on. Power forward. Give me that. Give me that. You know I'm going to hear it. He's back. The ginger snap. He's back. The ginger pop. The ginger snap. He's back. The... the, the, the <laughs> Blake Griffin, dog, has been Woo! unreal, son. MVP. Let me let me look, let me let y'all get. Let me give you a stat line. First of all, he lead the league in scoring at thirty three point eight. Through his first four games, dude had hundred and twenty five points. Give me that treat give His game treat. is at the. I, it's the peak of his game. I've seen Who from what I've seen from a complete body work. We've seen him work on his jumper over the years. He's shooting it from, from three at a high clip. He he'll post you. He'll shoot a mid-range. He'll out. He'll he'll outbody body you. He'll just overpower you with with athleticism. He's scoring in so many different ways, and and at such a high volume, and such a, such a good efficiency. In 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 KC system, it's it's just been really dominant, man. And, you know why? You want to know why? Why? Because he got blocked by Jared Allen twice in the preseason,
2: and he got angry. And he come and back in years, yam- and he was like, "I'm, gonna, yam- get my, no I'm gonna get mine, no matter what." Now, I'm gonna get mine, no matter what. Jayon is I'm he's gonna I cannot wait for the
0: Pistons to play the Nets. I cannot wait for that to happen because there's going to be some blood. <laughs> it's going to be some reckoning. BG is angry. It's. I mean, me and Greg have seen it in person, a, dog. Like he's a beast. He's handling the rock smoothly, playing on and off the ball. Like that's it. So At the five position, I was gonna go Anthony. I was gonna go. I was gonna go to Brown. Gonna go with Anthony, but I'm not gonna go with him because I'm still trying to figure out if he is a four or five. I guess in this league, it really doesn't matter. But his point total kind of dropped, went, like over the last couple days. And freaking Joel Embiid is averaging more than twenty nine points, yeah. about twenty nine and a half. And he looks great. He and he's does. Joel freaking he Embiid, does. and I love Joel. And um, great flop. he great know flopping. he and he want to get buckets. Joel is out there to get buckets. He wants to pour it in on your head. He want to. But you know what? That rounds out the top five. I'm gonna go one honorable mention spot, and I'm not gonna give it to Anthony. Really. I'm gonna give it to my boy. Nicole or not Nicola, Nicola Meritich. Meritich. That boy came out. Not not. No. I want to fuck with somebody who's not a huge star. I think it's, what he's at like 23.8 now, or something, something like that. that. He, he hasn't been hasn't that, played. Uh, I'll find. I, it. I think it's 23.8, but he hasn't he hasn't played the clip like he did when he first came out. Like the, first the, first couple games, two, first the first two, two games, games, he was insane. But those first two games were good enough for me. Like, he was nuts, man. 23-5 a game. Hey, he can have it. I'm going to give him the honorable mention slot for this week. Because he clearly came and said, I'm going to start the season dropping buckets on cash. So, that's Dre's bucket getters like of, of the week. You know, you, you, know know what
2: I, you know what else I like? Is I like when like, Greg gets pissed off. Because Greg, you know, he's a very nice guy. He doesn't open up a lot. But Greg, my friends, get pissed off about certain things. And we have this segment, Greg. Just for you, Greg's Gripes. What pissed you off this week, Greg? Well, like Louis said, I'm I'm, I'm pretty level-headed person, I feel
1: like. You don't even sound pissed, bro. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> like, what I'm saying. Like, I get pissed all the time. I he just
2: pissed being excited. Thanks,
1: With this segment, I'm definitely going to be bringing some heat. Uh, but like we said these first couple weeks, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, so this week, I think it was a little hard. So this, this Greg's Gripes, not as much heat. Mostly because of the company that I have.
0: Oh. What but. I mean? What you saying, bro? This is, some pump,
1: this is some pump the break stuff. Let me talk to you about the Detroit
2: Pistons. Oh, I swear to God. Who are 4-0. Oh, I swear to God. Who are suddenly in the spotlight. If he says something. Who
1: suddenly their I fans think would. that they are the 2018-19 version of the 2017 Indiana Pacers I coming out would. of nowhere. I
2: wish you would.
1: Let me talk to you about them. Let's pump the brakes a little bit on you this
2: team. I wish you would. Let's talk a little bit. I Let's, wish. I'd first please. game of the
1: season, at home, Brooklyn Nets have the game on the lock in the last few minutes, and they fall apart. This game becomes a nail-biter, a one-possession game Hate to it. the Brooklyn Nets, Hate who it. are not even predicted to be in the playoffs by most. It's
2: fine. Just keep hating.
1: Jarrett Allen snatches Blake Griffin's life. Away I'm not, I'm not in the preseason, and he's ready, and he comes for him. Luckily for Blake, got bailed out. Got bailed out, Karis LeVert, didn't know what he was doing, got too far into the paint, lost control of the ball, turnover, Pistons win. Three-point three win. Three-point win. Next game, at the Chicago Bulls. You know what the Chicago Bulls are known for? Besides Zach Levine scoring and get buckets? No defense. Chicago Bulls cannot play defense. Uh, but the fact that they can't play defense doesn't mean... That, you know, Detroit was going to win in a blowout. Mm -hmm. They only won 118 to 116. Now, mind you, Blake Griffin, your man, had the big bucket. Had a big bucket. Ish Smith had the winning bucket. You're welcome. But again, it's the Bulls on the road. Two points. Eh.
2: Next
1: game, next game, playoff team. I wanted to see it. I wanted to see them in the they Play the 76ers. Play the 76ers. Give me that. One thing. That 50-point game, I'm not going to take that away from Blake. He was a monster. He was an animal.
2: You're take but that the Sixers off?
1: didn't have the guy
2: oh, that they,
1: they were going to run out mm-hmm. to defend him. Ben Simmons was out that game. That's Philadelphia funny. has nobody else who's defending Blake Griffin the way Ben Simmons can. Joel Embiid can't leave Andre Drummond. We know about their history. He's not going out to run and defend Blake Griffin. And you know what? That game went to overtime, and the Pistons might as well have lost it. Blake Griffin wins the game for them, of course, 133-132. And
2: then...
0: And his fortune could be good, Greg. You know,
2: please read us that because I'm sure we can hear you uh, over the (laughs) microphone, so you might as well read... I'm sorry, I'm sorry,
0: Greg. You you will always have good luck in your personal affairs. And funny thing is, the lucky number is also 50. (laughs) I'm
2: just saying, all right, Greg... That's for next week's Greg's so, Raps. Okay, what else? What else and, you got and, about the Pistons?
1: And fourth game at home against the Cavaliers. Cavaliers are terrible. Kristen Thompson said <laughs> like, they were four times
2: Eastern Champions. I don't want to hear about it. Gang, Awful. Gang. The only game, the only game the whole season the Pistons have won by more
1: than a single possession. They won it by seven points. That was the only game that they won by multiple possessions. And then, so. I praise Blake Griffin, but let's talk about this 2018-19 Blake Griffin. All right, highest career average in points thirty
0: three
1: point eight.
0: That boy's Motor balling. Thirty three point eight. Motor City. Say something about, about Blake, bro? We be scrapping. We I can't really. I will sc- I will, can't talk too will, badly I will, I will about Blake Griffin,
1: welcome. but I gotta say, I do. This is this is an anomaly. And this and is the first. Two, this it's is an the an first anomaly. two. This is We're the just first just two weeks fat. of the year. You crazy? Let's me. also talk about People the unsustainable sixty-five percent shooting
0: from a three-point range. That boy's a draws get. Like, why you think? Why you think he's the bucket getter of the week, man? He's not. Why you think God. that boy? That boy know that with them draws. I'm just move. saying, all of you are
1: ready to crown the Detroit Pistons a playoff team, a top four seed after the first week and oh, a half of the that. season. Let's pump the brakes. Let's wait. Let's see them uh, squeak into the eighth seed as they are wont to do in the Eastern Conference. Because we got to see Blake Griffin and Reggie Jackson Blake stay Griffin
0: healthy. Go lead the we got to see them. Who? Oh,
1: <laughs> we got to see them. We okay. got to
0: okay. see them.
1: We got to see them stay both healthy. Take, we got to see part two. We got to see Andre Drummond. Uh, you know, let's let's not let's just not let it have Andre Drummond take three point shots. Oh, that was I the think, worst thing I've ever seen I think seen Dwayne in my Casey. Life. I mean, Dwayne Casey. I appreciate you trying to trying a little more with Drummond, but like. You you can't put Andre Drummond at the three point at the three point arc. You're taking away his best attribute, which is rebounding, by putting him out there. Just don't do that. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's the first Greg gripe I have. A little pretty pretty calm, I think for for the for the heat that I'm going to bring later on. I think. Wow.
0: All right, folks, we're gonna take you out. We you know we you know we gotta let Louis say something out of pocket before the, the show ends. So. And you know, Louis takes they're a little bit, you know, a little bit more out of the I box. Get excited. A little bit more, you know, a little bit more of a stretch of a reach. You know what I'm saying? I'm flexible, what can I say? So <laughs> we gonna give you Louis hot take overreaction of the week, and then we're gonna head it take it on home, all home, alright? Hit him with it, Louie.
2: Greg, you know everyone is entitled to a wrong opinion. <laughs> so I'm gonna let you have that one. But the Detroit Pistons, my friend, are the best team in the East right now. <laughs> what? Hey, you want an over-weekly reaction?
0: I say, that, say, uh, say that in, um, in French, bro. Detroit <laughs> is la best équipe dans la Côte
2: est. And I can back up my facts in French <laughs> Korea, You tell me. Here's, here are the facts. Here I need to facts. Google that later. I need here to transcribe
1: and see if that's what I actually crab, I insulted
2: the crap out No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, here are the facts, though. Blake Griffin, I agree that fifty point game put him above you know most players into in terms of uh, points per game. So it is an anomaly, and it won't happen every week. Yeah, it will bro. But Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin is gonna going to end up with a, a, a scoring over twenty five points a game in my opinion with the season. Here's the other fact: Andre Drummond is averaging. Let me see how many rebounds. I think over like seventeen rebounds per game. He just had a 20-20 the other night. And mean, can, that's nothing new for Jonathan, but that's right the war, that's the scary part that that's a that's a nightly thing for him, I think they have the the most dominant front court we've seen in a while. And I, yes, it can be argued, but I think they have one of the most dominant we've seen in a while. And I think that their backcourt once they figure it out because they do have a little bit of you know. Flying, you know, pieces flying around everywhere. I don't know man, they lost Luke Kennard. It's gonna be really tough to get back from that. It's gonna be tough, tough. <laughs> it's gonna be tough. Uh we love you, Luke. Just figure it out, please. Um I think that the Detroit business are, are the best team in the East right now. And I do, because undefeated. We're gonna I think Toronto Toronto could make the case. Don't get me wrong. But I won I won Detroit and I gave that award to Detroit because the way they've been playing. And yes, you're right, they have won by small margins but a W is a W. And maybe they're playing to the level of the competition right now, and it is it is something that they're going to have to figure out because it's been one of Dwayne Casey's major issues in the past as a coach for the Raptors, and I think that he needs to get out of that. But I think that the experience of Blake Griffin and the drive of Andre Drummond can take this team to a whole new level. I'm not saying championship like anywhere near... anywhere near us right now for this year. But I'm saying they're the best team in the East, and they're the team to be in the East as of right now. And that is, my friend, my overreaction of the week. (laughs) Well, (laughs) keep hating. Keep hating. The the Warriors have less than five losses this year, so far. After two weeks. Shut up. (laughs) Um, Dame has been balling. And... I don't know what my other bull take. It's probably correct, true. It's probably <laughs> correct true. I'm just saying, do not sleep on my on my bull takes. Do Ladies and sleep. gentlemen. Do not sleep. Draws.
0: Draws, one.
2: A. Hey, Fergie's remix. Was don't
0: fun. don't y'all. Stop getting buckets and like life. don't. Also, pull up from three in everything you do. We want to thank you for joining Lane Violation for episode three. It's been a wonderful night. Spain. A wonderful cast we about to hit the streets. Not gonna do nothing too wild. Just enjoy our youth. get But thank you for tuning in to Lane Violation. Or we might just cross the line.
2: Doof, doof.
1: Y'all next week. the